I'm Anahi, award-winning U.S. and European certified floral designer, educator, and your host. If you are a florist, flower farmer, business owner, or simply a floral enthusiast, you are in the right place, my friend. I help you by providing insights to industry leaders and mentors through their stories, helpful tips, and tricks so that you too can take your floral business and design to the next level. I bring you the art and business of flowers. Welcome to the show. Hey there, welcome back. So today we are talking about podcasting, but with a very different angle this time, right? So I um, spoke about podcasting during the Florana Summit, just a recent one that, that happened, and I had quite a few responses and requests for more information and Afterwards, when I released the podcast episode with um, Dave Jackson, you know, the guy that I hired as a coach to, you know, kind of oversee what I was doing, right or wrong, and so on. And I mean, the response was just fascinating to me. It seems like there are a lot more people are interested in that. So to take this up a notch, I interviewed Adam Adams from Grow Your Show. That would be growyourshow.com. If you are interested in finding out more information, again, all of this stuff, you guys that I'm mentioning, it's in the show notes, so you don't have to make notes right now. Just listen in. So if you have a podcast and you're like, hey, how do I grow my podcast? Stick around. If you want to start a podcast and you're like, okay, well, I mean, okay, fine. What's the next step? What do I, what do, I do? You may want to stick around as well. I feel like this would be sort of the next level thing when you're starting your podcast. Absolutely stick around and listen in. But even if you want to start a podcast, I know Dave Jackson is fantastic. I know Adam has a step-by-step process as well. So yes, I've learned a lot from this conversation. And honestly, some of the things that Adam and I discussed, as much as it applies to podcasting and growing your podcast, all of the same strategies can be utilized in your business, in your flower business, in your photography, wedding planning, and so on. I mean, business is business at the end of the day, right? The medium is slightly different. So this is a really good episode. Stick around. I hope you like it. All right, Adam, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I know. First time I heard you was on a pot, uh, on a clubhouse when you said, yeah, Adam, Adam, real name. I don't know if your parents <laughs> played a cruel joke or they knew you're going to do some sort of marketing. It's a great name for it. Yeah, I don't know. They probably they probably didn't know either. They probably didn't think that they were being cruel and they probably didn't think that it was going to help people remember my name. But uh, I'm really glad that it happened. <laughs> hey, it's working. I remembered it. So there, you know, let's dive in. So my listeners are already, some of them have listened to me talk during the Florana Virtual Summit about podcasting, sort of the mindset side of things, um, and you know all things what not to do, really, aka prime example right here. And uh, from Dave Jackson to why should you do podcast anyways, and where should you really start? And this is where you now come in, my friend. Okay, fine. We just created this show. So my make-believe show for the summit was, by the way, awesome show. So we're gonna, just going to go with that. So we got this awesome show. Well, cool. We put it out there. All right, cool. Why are people not coming? What's going on? How do we grow this? What do we, how do we take this to the next level? Yeah, well, that is a loaded question, my yes, friend. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, but, um, it is. you know, what What do we do once we kind of get the show? I, I honestly think that if that's where you are, in the most part, you're a little too far ahead of the game. So I will I will just say, if you've if you've already got a show and it's already up and running and you're starting to ask what to do. I want to take you back to a book that I, my dad made me read. Like I didn't want to read anything. And I, I, 
honestly, I only read a couple of pages, but it was a book made by Stephen Covey and, and it was called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And all I really did on heat is I, <laughs> I just took the, I just took the habits. I just figured, looked at the habits so I could tell my dad that I read it. But one of them said, begin with the end in mind. And I remember reading into it a little bit more because I didn't know what that meant. And I learned that beginning with the end in mind is really about having a plan ahead of time. So if you know that you want to have a podcast, if you're thinking about having a podcast, if you're planning on having a podcast, if you want to grow your business through a podcast, I think that it's a phenomenal tool, but it's not going to be easy for you if you're not thinking about where it goes until after you've done it. Um, And that is the big piece of feedback that a lot of people say, and it makes me so upset to hear it. They, They say, ready, fire, aim. I hear that all the time. Ready, fire, aim. They say, don't overthink it. Uh, they say, just start, just start. And they also say, you don't, don't worry about a microphone or, or any, anything like that. You can just start with your, with your cell phone, they say. And these things, while probably coming from a good place, there is no evidence at all that says that that's the right way to do it. So let, instead of ready, fire, aim, let's go ready, aim, fire. Let's, uh, let's actually start it, but not just start it. Let's actually start it. But starting it doesn't mean you have to record a crappy episode today. Like that doesn't mean you've started. Starting could be you researching microphones. Starting could be you saving enough money to buy a $20 mic or a $79 mic or a $200 mic or whatever your budget can afford. But starting doesn't have to be putting out the logo prematurely creating the name that doesn't actually attract your perfect client. It's just a name that you thought was cool and it's obscure and nobody gets it. And so you're thinking, oh, I'm, I'm doing this podcast because I want to grow my business. For example, you can't just create Pepsi overnight. You don't just have the word Pepsi or Coca-Cola or, or Hershey's and have it mean something immediately where people are scrolling through and they see, one of these words and, and say, this is perfect for me. You really need to be at least having, if it's, if it's the right title, you, you create the right title and you want to also focus on having a subtitle that captures the heart of your perfect person mm-hmm. that you want to work with. So anyway, yeah, like I'm saying, if, if, if you're worried about, if you're, if you're asking yourself after the fact, it might be a little bit too late. There's still hope for you. But the easiest place to do it is before you even launch your podcast to, to identify your avatar or your perfect client, right? You want to identify who that is. You're never going to be marketing and growing a podcast if you don't even know who you're pulling into your world. And, and I'm not trying to pr- pretend like I'm perfect. I made the mistake four years ago when I launched my first podcast. I, I grew that until it was a top 1% show worldwide And then I sold it because even though I wanted a big show, it wasn't attracting my avatar. So I made this mistake too. I know what it's like to make this mistake and to spend years building something that doesn't really pull in your perfect avatar. So anyway, I know that was a lot. And was basically saying, just be careful when you start. Um, But if you're, if you have a podcast and it's already there and you want to grow it, I'll share with you just some marketing 
tips if if you're open to that oh absolutely that would be amazing but before you get in there i am the person you're talking about literally i made every single one of those mistakes in the exception of the two i knew exactly why i wanted to start this podcast because there wasn't anything like that that existed that was kind of talking about industry professionals and bringing their stories their you know education to the market in this way right and i was kind of hungry for that i knew who my avatar was but that's it literally that's it and i and i dove in and you're right i've heard enough of that and i did that and boy was it hard it was a literally almost a 5 year ago conversation that started a year ago almost stopped twice and here we are so every single thing you're saying there, I'm like, yeah, that was painful. Yeah, no, yeah, I know, I know. But thanks, there's hope for me. So it's great. <laughs> so let's talk marketing. So my my team, we do marketing for other people's podcasts. And when we do it, we, there's over a dozen different strategies that we use, including Facebook ads, including Google ads, including pixel data, including all sorts of stuff, hosting webinars. There's a lot of different types of marketing that we'll do in order to grow the show of, of a lot of people. And what I just shared, those are good. Write those down. That is all helpful. Um, but I'm going to specifically go to four different things. Number one is promoting one episode. And so I'm going to teach you how to do that in a second you, use, using um, a website called answerthepublic.com. And so I'll, I'll, I'll share that in a moment. But um, the next one is blogs. And there's two types of blogs. The third one is platforms. And there's three platforms. And the fourth one is other people's podcasts. And hopefully you get on more than four. So one episode, two blogs, three platforms, and four other people's podcasts. Um, So just to kind of give you that, the biggest bang for your buck, if you're going to be doing this, when you do that one episode, here's what you're really doing. You're looking across all of the episodes that you have and you're, you're definitely want to look at a couple of things. The first one that you want to look at is just to see which one got the most amount of downloads already. Because then you're swimming downstream instead of swimming upstream. So you look at your 100 episodes or your 20 episodes, however many you have, and you say which ones are getting the biggest uh, amount of people. And then once you get that, then you want to go to answerthepublic.com. Right now as we record, it's free, which is freaking awesome. Um, but after I tell a lot of people, they're probably going to be like, now we can charge for this. Uh, so answerthepublic.com is pretty cool because you you just type in your industry, flowers, you type in your industry, podcasting, you type in your industry, real estate, whatever it is that your business does, you'll type mm-hmm. that in and then you'll see that it's a, it has a whole bunch of questions, all the who questions, the what questions, the where questions, the why questions, and the how questions. And, and then you'll look at those episodes that you have that are pretty popular already that get a pretty good amount of traction already. And you'll see if you can find something on Answer the Public that's super duper popular and it goes with one of the episodes that you already have. And Mm -hmm. then all you'll do is you'll create one Facebook ad uh, that basically responds and you've got to be fairly good at, um, at copywriting or know somebody who is, but you basically want to make it so people feel like they have to watch that episode and it solves the problem that you found on answerthepublic.com. Mm-hmm. And so then you post this episode and you say, you know, episode 391 or episode 10 um, is the answer to this question that lots of you have. Sub- uh, subscribe here. And that's it. That's all it, all it really does. And that helps you get in front of a ton of people and mm-hmm. you're solving a problem that you know is already in the world and 
they're coming to you for advice and then they might stick around. So that's one, one episode, two, two blogs, two types of blogs. One type of blog is industry related blogs and the other type of blog is podcast listener blogs. So it's pretty epic here. Um, so you're in flowers. Great. So you go to all the florist blogs where people are excited and, and wanting to get new ideas and advice about putting together. Can can this uh, can this weed go in with these flowers and, and look good and all that kind of stuff? Or how long does this flower last? Whatever people are wondering about flowers. All I wonder is how do I get them to my sweetheart? You know, that's all I care about. How do I get the flowers <laughs> to my sweetheart? But others probably have a lot more questions and they go to these industry related blogs and on the blogs, you can put your podcast right there where they see your beautiful face, smile and face and the logo to the podcast. And it's going to answer a question. This is the, this is the way that you're going to learn how to do all things floral or how to do mm -hmm. all things podcasting. Uh, additionally, the second blog, because we're remember there's two blogs, the second blog is uh, to go to podcast listener blogs. Now, I'm lucky because I host the podcast on podcasting, so it's pretty easy for me. I only have to go to one place for my blogs. But everybody else, if you're in real estate or if you're in flowers <laughs> or if you're in you name it, you've got to figure out how to get to start promoting your podcast there and mm -hmm. promoting it in front of podcast listeners. And so I partner with, I pay money to um, a, a big company out in New York that has a host, a whole bunch of different podcasts. And we join podcast networks and things like that. But this is a way for you to get onto that blog where podcasters mm -hmm. are going to search for podcasts that they've heard of. And so we get on we get on those blogs and we become a featured podcast. We pay enough to become a professional podcast. So we're in multiple different industries. And also with most of my clients, I pay I pay two extra things. I pay for six months at a time. That's a good hack because when you're doing that, you're getting you're getting obviously it's more money, but it's less money per month. Right. And then uh, additionally, we we pay for the the professional status, which allows us to be shown in multiple different categories. So if mm -hmm. you pay the lowest amount, you 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 might only be showing up in business. If you pay a little bit more, you might be showing up in the investing category and the business category. And if you pay even more, what we do is you'll end up showing up in the business category, the investing category, and the education category. And so whatever people are looking for, they're going to find it. So right. anyway, huge, huge tips. So uh, episode one, uh, one episode, two blogs, three platforms. There's three different platforms that we mm -hmm. focus on when we do private message campaigns. And so we're just trying to connect with uh, anybody and everybody who, who we really think is a perfect fit for for your podcast, or you'll do it for your own podcast. And how we do this is we, we jump into meetup.com. We also do um, LinkedIn. And then our third favorite is, and they, they go in this order, meetup first, um, LinkedIn second, and Facebook third. Uh, meetup.com is a place that was founded in 2011, right after 9-11. And they wanted to start having people come together after 9-11. And, and I've actually, I used to, I spoke at meetup headquarters in, in New York City. Um, speaking of New York, Manhattan, I was there one time in my whole life and it was speaking at for, for meetup HQ. But I know a lot about the meetup and I've used uh, a lot of tools on meetup that not everybody knows about. So mm -hmm. what's kind of cool is just like on Facebook and 
and other places, you know how they, they really have those niched down groups? Well, mm-hmm. on Meetup, they have the same exact thing. You can, you can find um, LGBT that are interested in cooking and mm-hmm. everything in between, everything about real estate, everything about flowers, everything about business, everything about founders and entrepreneurship, whatever you're looking for, you can find a super unique, um, there's swingers clubs and everything on Meetup. So you mm-hmm. go on Meetup and you figure out, okay, I, I'm doing flowers or I'm into mountain biking. And so I'll, I, I'll go into these mountain biking ones or I'll go into the flowers ones and I'll start connecting with people that are already interested in my business or already mm-hmm. interested in wine or mountain biking or whatever my, my, my love or my passion is. And so you jump in there and just start connecting with people. When we do it for other people, we do it as a third party. So we're like, hey, you need to listen to Viva La Flora, right? You got to listen to these guys. They're awesome. They're the best. And mm-hmm. so I love that because it's not self-promotion. It's third party, mm-hmm. you know, support. But uh, anyway, you go into Meetup. You go into, you can do the same type of thing with LinkedIn. You can search for whoever you want in LinkedIn and you can f- uh, go down to even the city that they're in, the job title that they have, et cetera. So you can really hone in. And then Facebook works really well too. We like using Facebook by going to Facebook communities, like Facebook groups that are already there that are within that industry. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go and start finding finding people. And, and all we do is we send a bunch of private messages. Here's the big key takeaways that you need for the private messages. A, you never want to just give them a link. B, you really are not there to tell them something. You're there to ask them something. Um, Mm -hmm. People get pulled in when you're asking questions, not when you're talking at them, but when you're talking with them. So um, you're going to want to ask more questions. So the big mistakes that I see people doing is um, here's Viva La Flora. There's here's Adam Adams. You got to listen to him. And here's the link. And by the way, I'm I'm spamming you because I'm a jerk. And uh, and it just comes across really bad. So uh, we do that on Meetup and could show you a couple quick tips on Meetup. You basically go to the group that you want to go to. It's usually has a geographical area and it's usually in a certain industry, pens mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm looking at pens on my desk, pen, the pen industry. And so you'll find all the people that are interested in that. And then you go and look at the Meetup. And then what you'll do is you'll filter the people um, mm-hmm. in a way where there's two ways to filter them that are good. The other ways are bad. So just think about these two. One of them is the, right. the date that they joined. And the second one is the last that they visited this group. And so I really like the last visited better, better. And so I start by communicating with them. And another trick about the private message is say something personal about them. Like if it's real estate investing, for example, I've got a lot of experience doing that. Uh, you might jump in there wow, it looks like you've been doing wholesaling for two years or wow, it looks like you've been doing fix and flipping for, for uh, three, t- three different fix and flip projects or wow, you're, you're into apartments and you have a hundred doors. That's awesome. I would love to talk to you more about that. And then you ask the question. So say something mm-hmm. personal. It'll really help. All right. One episode, two blogs, three mm-hmm. platforms and four, and hopefully it's more than four. But uh, other people's podcast. So actually, one of one of the things that I'm I'm doing a lot on Clubhouse is I'm connecting with you and others, and and I'm saying, hey, if you'd like to do a podcast interview swap, reach out to me. And I think that's smart because uh, most people do want to get that more that better exposure by being on my show or or mm-hmm. somebody else's show. Most people want that, and. Um, 
And when and when you're um, when you're saying it as let's do a reciprocal interview, then the law of reciprocity is real. Like it just makes sense. Most people, some some are like, well, I only interview women. And I said, well, I can talk like this. Um, (laughs) Other people might say something like I only I I don't I only do solo. I only do it solo. So so I don't really have interviews. And when it comes to that, I, I say no big deal. I'd still love to have you on my show. But because here's another thing, when they come on my show, they are fairly likely to share the episode with their friends when it comes out. They're right. fairly likely to put it on their blog, uh, blog on their on their YouTube channel, on, on their Facebook or LinkedIn mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but additionally, I can I can promote it and I know how to private message. By the way, this is an expert hack. After after somebody comes on my show, I might be able to reach out to some of their friends and and say, "Wow, did you hear this? You know, show with Anahit? It was awesome, right?" And that and that's just showing my show, but with you on the interview, if I can, if I can see the right people, um, mm-hmm. but it's just, it, it helps a lot. But so that, that reciprocity, that, that reciprocal interview where you're on my show, I'm on yours doubly helps me grow my show and doubly right. helps you grow your show. So, um, there's, there's your four things, um, episode blogs, uh, platforms and other people's podcasts. OPP. This sounds amazing. I have a question though. Sure. This really sounds amazing. And you know what? I'm okay. So here's a funny thing. Oof. Um, I look at podcasting and I didn't before, uh, much like running a business, not in a sense that I want this to make money. I want it to pay for itself. That's not it. Right. Uh, you know, we all know podcasts are not the cash cows, right? That's not, that's not the goal of podcasting really. It's to connect, right. Create that community, the following and so on, and perhaps then sell a product or a service or whatever else that you've got going on. But podcast is not what you're selling technically, right? So, but that, but that's the size of point. So everything that you're literally saying in some respect applies to my listeners right here, right now, even if they're not deciding to do, they don't want to do yeah. podcasts because of their wedding industry, their, their, their brides, they can kind of really use every single one of these things that you just mentioned and use it in that respect. I mean, this is just amazing. A hundred percent. Thank you. You're so right. I will. I will say. I know it's not to to brag or anything like that, but it's kind of cool and that I've hosted just a couple of events, like real estate events, because I had a real estate podcast. I sold it, but I'm I, I hosted a couple of events and. What's neat is one of the events I made over 600,000, but all together with uh, four or five events, probably like five conferences that we hosted, we made well over a million bucks. So it's kind of kind of neat. Um, and most people don't think of of monetizing that way. But when you mentioned, I think of it like a business. I do, too. I think of it as the top of the funnel, the biggest part mm-hmm. of the funnel. And um, I feel like you could just offer, hey, you already listened to me come and see me in person. It's only 300 bucks. And right. obviously you only make like a, a little bit of money from a bunch of $300 things, <laughs> right. but you also can get sponsors. Mm-hmm. And um, if like you said, selling a product or a service, we sold, we sold a, a, a six month coaching program is that's all we sold. And we made over $600,000 in three days. So. Wow. That's, that's pretty brilliant. I do have a question though. So, and, and this is, um, I want to go back to the platforms specifically. So 
how do we make this for work for the floral industry, right? LinkedIn is not necessarily the place that I think of when I'm thinking a bunch of creatives hanging out. Instagram is what I think, right? Not even Facebook nowadays. Instagram really is what I think. And believe it or not, it's all trickling down to um, TikTok. Yes, I'm a 41-year-old TikToker, you guys. I can't believe that just came out of my mouth. But yeah, it's crazy. I literally just started and I'm like, I this is a way over my head. But sure, we're going to go with this. Let's have fun. <laughs> I'm having fun with it. So I'm not even stressing about it. But, you know, could you take the same idea, same way of thinking and techniques and approaches and kind of implement it in those platforms that are a little bit more native for florists per se? Um, I'm sure that the answer is yes. Um, okay. I don't know all of the right answers without spending a lot of time asking questions and having a paper and pen in front of me, but, um, or a whiteboard, I think that'd be a lot of fun, but, um, I, the answer has to be yes, because, uh, there has never been any issue with marketing on any one thing, but as far as the florist thing goes, uh, like I said before, really my only involvement is buying flowers for my sweetheart and that's about as far <laughs> as I go or my mother-in-law or whatever it is, you know, right. but I don't, I don't spend a lot of time personally with flowers other than just trying to put a smile on someone's face um, with them. I used to, I, I used to have some flowers, like I would, I'd water them and everything, but, um, but I was terrible. I was really, really bad. The only thing that I could grow was jalapenos and they got old after a little while. So <laughs> I can't grow that either. So. <laughs> I can design better than I can grow things. So, you know, <laughs> so don't feel bad. That's funny. Okay. Well, I mean, that that's fair. So hypothetically speaking, let's say a florist approached you and said, Hey, I want to do the podcast, but you know, clearly Instagram is much more valuable to me than LinkedIn is, right? Yeah. What's your approach as a marketing company or as a potential, you know, Yeah, we can, do, we can do the exact same thing. Um, it's the, the fact is just that we've been using Meetup, LinkedIn, and Facebook for most of our clients, but I don't know anything about TikTok yet. So we're, <laughs> we're the same age and I, it's not something that I've tried yet. But um, I will say as far as the, as far as Instagram, I'm getting more familiar with it ever since Clubhouse came out and I, that was where all of my DMs went. But yeah, we can easily set up, probably use, uh, use robots to help us too uh, on, on LinkedIn or in, on Instagram. I've heard a lot of people that have been able to do that where the initial message is an outreach by a, a bot somehow, which would also be cool and be able to get even more value because then we're, we're, we don't have to start only half the people re respond, by the way. Mm -hmm. And so like we we start half the amount of uh, on our own, which could be cool. So I've used LinkedIn for some things. I got a followership of like 6,000 or something like that and a few hundred likes per whatever. Um, but I'm not yet the expert on it. But I think uh, I think we could figure it out to be to be honest, even even if I don't know the answer yet, I'm willing to figure it out for your florist. Okay, then. Well, thank you. You all heard it. So you literally just gave like this crash course in marketing. And again, I mean, platform doesn't have to be necessarily this or that. It's just whatever works. It's just how you kind of methodically go about it is what I, I think to me is the most valuable thing here and the most fascinating thing here, honestly. So if somebody wants to now start a podcast and they're like, all right, I'm scratching my head. I know who I want to talk to. I think I know where my message is. 
And I got nothing after that. So what do I do? I mean, steps to start a podcast, right? Yeah. Like what, what do you, yeah. What's like, what's next really? Okay. What, let me try to, let me try to, uh, share what we do with clients, um, to kind of start their podcast. It is going to be a little unfair because they're working with someone that just kind of shows them how, um, but I'm going to try to think of it as, as if I didn't have that. So in the beginning, it's the it's really going to be the discovery phase. Okay, mm-hmm. it, it, regardless if if you're if I'm interviewing you and extracting all this stuff, the beginning part is the discovery phase. That's that's the start. And so you need to be out, you need to be figuring out who the avatar is, um, what you want out of it, what your call to action would be, what your funnel might look like. This is the discovery phase. And when we do it for clients, we take all that off of them and we just interview them and then pull it out. The second thing is going to be the um, the branding phase. So you need to start figuring out your branding. So what you're going to do is you're going to write your intro. You're going to write your outro. You're going to create your lead magnet. You're going to create your um, your landing page. You're going to create your logos. And I said that on purpose. There's You're going to need podcast artwork, but you don't just get one podcast artwork. This is critical for when we get to the pre-launch phase, but just know that we need to get your four logos for your podcast. And then you're going to need to get the original music. I highly recommend that your music is original and not some like, free music that or or borrowed music that's not free and you're going to one day get in trouble for it because they're going to take your whole podcast down. So the free music also isn't that great because what's going to end up happening is you're going to have a whole bunch of other podcasts that just use the same theme music. And when they listen to yours, they're thinking of theirs and they think all of you guys are in girls and people, they don't respect you as highly because they're like, I heard this same theme song on like five other podcasts that I listened to right. this week. So well, what I say is we all went to the same convention. There you go. There you go. So, so I, I recommend original theme music. So um, my team does this for you, but if you're going to do this on your own, this is what you're going to probably think of. I need a professional copywriter to help me with the intro. That's critical. You're probably going to need to hire an, uh, a, a composer to, and you can get one on Fiverr for maybe a hundred bucks or something. It, 200 bucks, 300 bucks. Uh, you can, you can find something that's f- affordable for you. Um, then you'll also for the voiceover artist, there's a lot of different ones on Fiverr as well. Um, you can pay $5 per 20 words or or you can pay the really good ones are going to charge a few hundred bucks for for just like a 30 second thing but um anyway they're all good so however you want to pay for it you can go on to fiverr and you can look and search for different people but you're going to need to get your voiceover recorded you're going to get that music and then somebody needs to put the music with the voiceover and generally the voiceover artist is going to charge you for that but if, if you're good at this, like I, I'm super good at this. So I actually, I don't hire that out. I don't even let my team do it. I take all of the music and I, and I put the music and, uh, over overlay that with the voiceover. But, um, this is the branding phase. Phase one was the discovery phase. Phase two is the branding phase where you get all this stuff ready. Phase three is going to be your pre launch phase. 
pre-launch phase, uh, you're going to be doing two major things during the pre-launch. Number one, you're going to be recording the episode. Number two, you're going to be getting your already friends excited that it's coming out. So um, you might record one with uh, your good friend on a heat. And then right after that, you, you might publish in front of on your Facebook or your, uh, we'll say Instagram for you. You might publish on your Instagram, tag her and say, I just recorded an awesome interview with the, you know, and then you, and then you post that out and you start to get a little bit of traction. Additionally, you take those four logos that I told you about back in the, in the, in the branding phase and you put them up, even though you've already probably picked one, you're like, I know this one's the best. And but it doesn't matter your thoughts anymore because we're in the pre-launch phase and all we're mm-hmm. doing is getting people excited for the podcast. So again, during pre-launch, you're only recording the episodes and you're putting out content about what's going to come. And when you do that, it's not a whole bunch of links. It's, and remember when I told you about the, the uh, private message campaigns, it was questions, not you, you ask, you don't tell. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing when, when you're launching these um these pre-launch to get people excited about your podcast, you want to, you want to ask questions. What do you think about these logos and which one would you prefer? You want to ask questions like, Hey, if I had only three questions that I could ask a florist on my Mm -hmm. podcast, which three questions would I ask? And you get people to engage on your post. What that's going to do is if, if all you said is, guess what? I have a podcast. You're going to get a few likes. But, right. if you, but if you say, hey, which thing would you prefer? Which way should I do this? Human beings with human psychology, we cannot, um, what's the word for it? We cannot resist giving <laughs> our opinion. Right. So as soon as you ask for opinions, you're going to get one. Uh, you're going to get lots. And what's kind of cool about Facebook is they're good at marketing. A-B testing, they call it. Split testing, if you've heard that before. A-B mm-hmm. testing or split testing. And, and what Facebook's always doing this with you. When you post, uh, when you post something and it gets engagement, Facebook says, oh, okay, on heats is working better than Adams. I need to stop posting, putting Adams in front of people. And I need to put on heats in front of more people because mm-hmm. people are engaging. So as you get that engagement, instead of having maybe 10 people see it, mm-hmm. you'll, you might end up being able to have half of your friends see it. It's incredible just what oh. the difference of asking the question. So that's phase three the pre-launch phase. Phase four is your launch phase. And um, really, this is going to be an eight-week period where you're going to put as much money as you can, as much time as you can into the marketing and advertising and promotion of your podcast. So mm-hmm. some things that you can do is you can publish more episodes on the first day than than normal. So you might have three or five or six episodes on, the, on day one. That right. helps a lot. Um, additionally, you want to have as many podcast episodes going out of your podcast on a regular basis for that first eight weeks mm-hmm. that you feel comfortable you can achieve. So if you can do one a week, that's fine. But if, if you might be able to do seven or 14 every single week, then I know it sounds crazy, but do it because you're going to get a massive amount of traction. And this is the piece where I told you I spoke at Meetup Headquarters like back in 2018, I did. Well, Mm -hmm. um, it was only because I kind of figured out the algorithms of Meetup and I've figured out the algorithms of Facebook. And I shared with you a couple cool things on there. This is figuring out the algorithms 
for Apple Podcast. The more downloads and and subscribers and ratings and reviews that you're going to get, the more traction you have in that first eight weeks as they're split testing you, just like Facebook did, and they're doing the A-B testing and they're seeing your podcast, the Mm -hmm. more traction you can organically and paid make happen at the very beginning eight weeks the more likely that uh, that what is it, Apple podcast will actually be starting to promote you in front of other people because they're mm-hmm. like, there's something with this. We got to put it in front of more people because it gets traction. So there's mm-hmm. just a little bit. I hope that's helpful um, for, for, you know, your your process. You also got to buy a microphone, but you can find them on Amazon and Amazon's got reviews and you can go as little as 20 bucks. And all I would say is get a dynamic mic, not a condenser mic. That's a, that's a simple thing that helps you with your, um, so, so don't get a blue Yeti. That's a condenser mic and it's meant for singing and songwriting. It's not meant for podcasting in a studio. So you want to get something that's called a dynamic mic and, um, you can get them as inexpensively as 20 bucks on Amazon with a thousand five-star ratings and reviews. So there you go. And drop the mic. Boom. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That was great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is, this is fantastic. Um, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning, I, you know, did this talk about podcasting for Florana Summit and I thought I kind of really wanted to share my story, the things that I personally do that work for me and the mistakes that I've made along the way. And uh, like I said, I'm, you know, I highly recommend them to come to you, go to Dave Jackson. You guys know what you're doing. I have no clue. I mean, I mean, I do at this point, I know what not to do now, but then I still make mistakes, you know, and there's no such thing as perfection, right? So this talk was helpful for me personally. And I, I already have a show that I just start, you know, it's not, just started, right? So um, anyways, before we part ways, where can they find you? Growyourshow.com. Um, if they want, you know, I mentioned that $20 mic, by the way, and mm-hmm. I should have said this at the time. Um, they can go to growyourshow.com forward slash PDF. And all it mm-hmm. is, is literally a PDF. By the way, I'll make a dollar or something if you buy one of these mics. I think I get like a 2%. I don't know what the kickback is, but they're, they are affiliate link. Uh, <laughs> so I'll just be honest with you ahead of time. Um, but I've, I've actually used all of the mics that are on there. I've used all the... all. Everything that's on there, I can personally vouch for, but um, it's just a PDF that can help you mix and match and pick like the the, the equipment that you want that's been vetted already by me. But uh, it's it's growyourshow.com or if they want that PDF, growyourshow.com forward slash PDF. All right. And I'll include that in the show notes. So all you guys have to do, just click and go. There you go. Awesome. Thanks, Adam. This was fantastic. I really appreciate you and thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. It was exciting. That was it, you guys. So uh, be sure to check out the show notes and be sure to check out Adam's marketing plans because I know they're fantastic. And also his step-by-step guide, if that is something that is interesting you and if you want to start your own podcast. So hopefully this was helpful and hopefully you've gotten as much out of it as I did, even tips and tricks that, you know, marketing tips and tricks that I can utilize in my own business, not just the podcast. All right. Well, that is it for today and I'll see you next time. Bye. Well, it's a wrap. Thank you everyone for listening, for tuning in to Viva La Flora Live podcast. We'll see you next week.